This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We are going to combine efforts and get a new top 50 of horrors. We'll bring back the murder mystery. Jamie didn't commit suicide. She was murdered. We're going to solve this son of a bitch. And scary stories to tell in the dark. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Join, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rami and Von Damien. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a great night, Rich. I'm having a great night. I am absolutely... I'm in two fantasy football leagues right now, and I we're recording this on a Sunday, which is not yes. normal for us. Rare for us. Um, I am having a day right now, you are, fantasy in, football-wise. In our league, you are... You have Tom Brady... Odell yep. Beckham, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon. It's just a little much at this point. All of them over 30 points, I believe, There's, this week. Yeah, they're just absolutely yeah. ripping it. So mm-hmm. congrats on that win. I'm going to have to sweat out another one, depending on what happens in the Sunday night game. But that's neither here nor there. Ryan, we are there. a few days into hashtag Dorktober 5, a new beginning. Yes. And we have been counting down the top 50 horror movies, according to the hashtag Dork Universe. And... Uh, at this point, we have given you 50 through 43. Uh, we are releasing two every day until the end, and then it's going to be just one a day up until the mm-hmm. end uh, here in Dorktober on our Twitter account. You can follow along at Dork Podcast. But for those of you who don't uh, subscribe on the old Twitter, let's just rip through what we've gotten so far. Yes, let's. Number 50 was The Omen, the original Omen. Yeah, a movie that... You would think is a you would think it's a classic. I watched, I think last year. I don't I don't like it as much as I did the first time I saw it. It uh I don't think it made my list, but I'm I have no problem with being on our list. I think we've both maintained that uh, little kids are scary. Little kids are scary. That is so, true. It's scary and it is definitely a classic. So I have no problem with it being on the list. Number 49 is Army of Darkness. A movie I love, not as much as you, but See, I'm I I had a hard time because we just said this. There's again five of us voting, and there was a few where people were like, Hey, can I get a clarification? Like, is blank a horror movie? And every yeah. time I would say, Up to you, up to you. If you consider it a horror movie, put it on there. Army of Darkness to me is is too comedy driven. Like and it's, I think it's, it's a it's a little sci-fi, it's like sci-fi fantasy more yes. than horror. Yeah, I would have horror. Like I, I don't even consider it horror. That's why it wasn't on there. But again, I like it. It's got you know, obviously Ash, who is a great horror oh, hero. Yes. Um, 
So again, I'm happy that it's on the list. I know you had it really high. I think I you did. Been, you were the only one to vote for it. I was, but you voted it high enough, and that's why it's on here. I, I think it was in my top, at least my top ten. Yeah, I want to say so that's why got, it's snuck it into points. It's, it's yeah. snuck into the list. So um, I love this movie, and again, this is. <laughs> I, I shudder to say this now, but you said it was up to our interpretation of what is a horror movie. So one of the movies that there were I no voted, rules, Ryan. Look, let's not get into it. All right. <laughs> um, one of the things that I struggle with, like you said, having comedy movies mm-hmm. that are like technically comedy movies. Uh, for instance, um, I'm not going to tell you where it landed. This isn't a spoiler, but Shaun of the Dead did make all of our lists, I believe. Uh no, I didn't vote for it. Which is technically a comedy movie. Uh, that's why I didn't vote for it. But that's yeah. the one where usually when it comes to movies, I'm pretty definitive. I can say like this is this, this is that. I love yeah. it. I hate it. Whatever. And and Shaun of the Dead is one that is on everybody's like every website, every TV special. Yeah. All four of you guys put it on there. I still didn't because I think it's so far and away a comedy. First, I have a couple that are on my list that you might consider like partially comedies but i thought they were more horror like for example didn't make the list it's an honorable mention i really thought happy death day was good some people would say happy death day is a comedy but to me it's more horror first yeah it's like semantics it's a spoof you know what i mean so that's why like technically it's a spoof but like the scary parts were pretty scary like they did a good job with it and like some of the kills were like very horror genre kills but in the same vein, I would never, I would never consider the scary movie movies horror. No, me neither. Not even close. Not even close. And I to the point, yeah. I mean, they and that's stopped. actually that's a good point. Like Shaun of the Dead is spoofing him, but like those are like it's also a good movie. Like it's right. just it's tricky. It's, it, it's a tricky thing, but it's we tricky. did the best. That's we could. why we did it, and that's and why I, I think th- having a bunch of people vote on it is good too. And then so mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a it ended up being a good representation. I think the list, and I think what you'll see down the line is our top ten is fucking solid. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Solid. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Number forty eight was the descent. I like the descent. The uh the movie with all the women in the cave. It's a good movie. Yes. Uh, number forty-seven was the original Black Christmas. One of the very, I, it wasn't on my list. Yeah, I, wasn't I on had my that. List. I think me and looks like Goo had to be Goo. Had to be Goo. Yeah, me and Goo were the only ones to have it ranked on our list. I liked it. Uh, number forty-six. I still haven't seen. That was your next. That oh, made your boy. list. Oh boy, you need you, to see that. You and Rossi were the only ones that voted for that because you love horror. Yes, and you love Clue. Yes, I do. You need to see this movie. I don't know what it's on. I, I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. I looked it up because I was like, it's on our list and it's not. I haven't seen it. And it was a movie that I wasn't really like super. I was like, yeah, I don't think it was really hyped up much. It was on HBO or something. And, ah, I fucking and, missed it. and Ryan and I were just like, oh, let's watch it because it was like 80 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. We're like, yeah, let's check it out. It was good. Pretty good. It's good. Yeah. All right. So that's number 46. Number 45 was Hereditary. Another one uh, that only you and Rossi voted for. I am big on this movie. I like this movie a lot. I love Tony Collette, and I thought sure. she should have been nominated for an Oscar for this movie. I just didn't love the movie, but um, Tony Collette's great. And by the way, a little uh, spoiler ahead here: part of my pick of the pod, which I'll get to. Oh dear. Uh, no, no, no. She's fine. All right, <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. Number 44 was Sinister, which is, uh, I think that's low for Sinister. Yeah. The Mac and Goo didn't vote for it. You, me, and Rossi all, all had it on our list. That movie scared the shit out of me. That was legit scary. And that is, yeah. I believe, on Netflix right now. Yep. Uh, number 43. This is the movie I had ranked third, and nobody else had it in their top 50. And that is The Devil's Rejects. I love The Devil's Rejects. I I know, but like this is another one. Is this a horror movie? I feel like it, it, to me, it's very in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mold. And I think the Firefly family is a good, like that's horror to me. What would you consider it? Uh, just gross. I, just, see, I don't know because you know what <laughs> it gave the genre? Me? Gross. It gave me. It gave me. Um, like was it Natural Born Killers vibes? Yes. Yep. Which I wouldn't consider that a horror movie. So like, I like would not consider drama, that either. Suspense thriller movie, but not horror. According to Wikipedia, well, I don't know about this. They call it a black comedy horror film. I mean, the, no, I see, wouldn't call that comedy. I would say it's not Texas Chainsaw 2. It's not the, no. the Toby Hooper one where there's like, it's like super goofy, the one with Dennis Hopper. It's not that. Like, yeah, that's no. black comedy, what they call um, red comedy, which is Toby Hooper was talking about Texas Chainsaw 2 and was talking about how it was red, com- not black comedy, but red comedy. So mm. it was like super gory, mm. but like still like ridiculous. And that's what I think The Devil's Rejects is kind of like that. So I but there are some like fucking thinking about that movie though. There are some really intense dramatic scenes. Yeah. Like I'm thinking when they're at the hotel and stuff, but then there's like the dude fucking fruity. Like that. And then like, there's that. that stuff. Like it's right. weird. There's yeah. that. But then uh I don't know. And by the way, the unholy two with Dan- uh, Danny Trejo and Dallas Diamond Page are are DDP, like two of the best <laughs> characters of all, all time. <laughs> No, I think it's I think it's definitely horror. Now the the House of a Thousand Corpses, which it's the sequel to, is more horror, but it's yes. also more fantastical. This is more grounded in the real world. There's less right. of like there's no Doctor Satan in this. And I didn't see what was the one that came at Lords. Of, what was the Lords of Salem? Lords of Salem. I never saw that. They also had another movie, I believe. Did they have another one that came out after this that I I gotta see? I think they had like a sequel, didn't they? Uh, it was three from hell no that, lords okay. of salem's another rob zombie movie okay but three I, from hell i believe it or not i have not seen i i need to because i <laughs> like these ones this is the yeah i think it's the firefly trilogy anyway so tomorrow on monday we'll release uh 42 and 41 and then we'll go out throughout the the month but uh again follow that along on uh, twitter at dork podcast ryan let's get to the news of the week why not it's the, the dork. dork. Nope. That, don't, don't, do that. don't do that. You know what? You're we'll figure it do... out one of these days. I'll, I'll have it. This week in yeah! All right. Good news. Actually, very timely news. We just did an episode on Cobra Kai season one and season two. They just released like a, a teaser trailer for Cobra Kai season three. They also announced that it's going to come out on Netflix on January 8th and season four is a go. So they are going to make a season four already. Good. Right. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, We see that uh, Miguel wakes up. 
Yeah, I felt bad. Uh, I was talking to Fitzy the other day during one of the breaks, and he hadn't finished season two yet. And the trailer popped out on Twitter, and he's like, "I think I just saw something." I'm like, "Yeah, you did. You did. You shouldn't. Have, if you haven't finished Cobra Kai, don't watch the teaser <laughs> because holy smokes, holy they basically smokes. just take like the last scene of season two and show. And you that's the trailer. And that's yeah. and then um, I'm we might see some Elizabeth Shue. We might see some Allie Mills. <laughs> Well, that's I need I need to see Elizabeth Shue. It also looks like uh, our guy Robbie Keane, uh, try not to do too many spoilers here, but might be facing some consequences for his actions. And one of them is a haircut. So what? that's good. We Correct. got rid of that stupid yeah. hair. It might make it a little bit easier for me to take a look at him, I think, yeah. going forward. So that's probably good news. And that stupid middle part bowl cut thing that he had going on. It was not good. I could see what they're going to do for one more season. I'm curious what they could do for two more seasons, but... I guess you can always recruit new kids to the dojo. I mean, that's the best part about this, right? You just yeah, get them in and out. Like new guys. Yeah. And then, you know, you can have Miguel train kids or whatever. Like, I guess it can theoretically never stop. Yeah. You could have Miguel flip. You could have Miguel go to Miyagi-Do. You could. Oh, you might. Yeah. Change, change it up a little bit. Ryan, have you seen the South Park pandemic special? I didn't see it yet. Oh, my God. I didn't fantastic. see it yet. I, I saw the song, the Cartman song, like the six feet song that he sings in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's yep. a it's a great, uh, I mean it's a Randy episode. It's it's the pandemic. Oh, special. those are the best. Those it's are the all best. Randy, and all, yeah. Wait till you see. I I was unsure of what a pangolin was. I thought a pangolin was made up. Turns out a pangolin's a real thing. I don't want to give away too much. You haven't seen it, but a pangolin. <laughs> man, this is this is right in our wheelhouse. At the end of every episode, yeah. I always ask you what a womb, what do you know about wombats? Pangolins, right. meanwhile. Are like a scaly anteater, yes, and it, and it plays a pretty crucial role in the film. And they tweeted out that like Google searches for pangolin went way up after the episode. So pangolins are like, a, are they the armadillos that run on their back feet? Yeah, it looks they, like, like an stand armadillo. up. Yeah, they look yeah. like little scaly anteaters, is what they yeah. look like. Yeah, and so I obviously they've had man bear pig before, and so when they're like, right. oh, there's a pangolin, I was like, did they make that up? They did not. <laughs> It's a real thing. Yep, and it Super walks important. on two legs. That little look at this little bastard. Little son of a bitch. Oh, they're weird yeah. looking. They're screwy looking. <laughs> but I like a pangolin now. I, yeah, I, I do. I'm, yeah, I'll hang out with one of those guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah, let me know when you watch the episode because it ah, is it's a like treat. a little. It's like a little dragon raccoon is what it is. Yeah, they're cool. They're pretty cool. They're powerful little creatures. Yeah. How about this news, Ryan? Uh, this I guess kind of conflicting at this point. So there was a report, and then he even put it on his Instagram that Jamie Foxx was going to be in Spider-Man Three, the Tom Holland trilogy Spider-Man, reprising his role as Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he Ow. was horrible, the movie was horrible. Uh, but then apparently he took that post down. So I don't know if that means he's not, or if that means they they're like, hey, don't talk about it, or what. Here's my hope. When it first popped up, I was like. This is a horrible idea because Jamie Foxx, who's good in everything, was actually bad in that. Oh, man, was he terrible. It was frustrating. It was so fr- – but here's the thing. If they do like a Spider-Verse-ish thing, like live action, yeah. maybe you just see him for a second. Much like I think Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in the Flash movie for like a second. Maybe you right. just show Electro real quick and you're like, all right, that Spider-Man exists in another another world. That would make sense. And there's also rumors of Garfield and Tobey Maguire making a piece. So they might, and this has to tie in with um, 
The Strange movie, right? Probably. Or even WandaVision. Like, I know that WandaVision's been... We've been doing some things here. But this also, down the road, wouldn't you think, is like X-Men. Right. Some way to get X-Men. And then this way, if they do it right, you can pick and choose which actors you want back and which ones you want to recast. You kind of get the feeling that the... that. Everything to Endgame was so airtight yeah. that now it's a little bit more loosey-goosey. And I yeah, don't... It, it could get a little silly. It could get a little slappy. It's getting a little slappy now. I don't, I don't like it. I just don't want Electro to be like an important villain. Or this version of Electro. If you want to have Electro, have Electro, but not this one. I think it's so... It's harder to buy Jamie Foxx as like a nerd. Does not compute for me. Then... Paul Giamatti as a Russian mafia guy with a rhino suit. Like it's it, that's a that's an easier sell to me than Jamie Fox, who you've seen Jamie, you know what Jamie Fox looks like, mm-hmm. right? What Him, a weird, like a weird choice. Like, hey, you're gonna character. be like a like a nerdy nerd, and then when you're the villain, we're actually gonna like CGI you blue and everything anyway. So it's not like he even got like he's jacked. Like it's not right. like he even got to use that. It was a really no. weird casting. It's super weird and just an odd character choice. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr is hosting SNL this week. How about that? I'm excited for that. I've seen he's been on it before, and I think I enjoyed when he was on it before. Um, uh, did he host before? Maybe. I don't remember. Rings maybe. a bell? I don't remember. All I know is that stand-ups are always the best when it comes to the opening monologue because they don't have to do anything stupid. They oh, don't just have to material. do material. They just do five minutes. <laughs> like five minutes. That's why Chappelle, more. everyone went crazy. Chappelle won an Emmy, right? I mean, yeah. uh, for, and his was awesome. It was Chappelle's incredible. Was great. Um, they've done Rocks a bunch of great. Um, John Mulaney, when he goes on there, mm-hmm. he crushes it. I, I have a, can I say, so? I, I know I, this, I'm dipping my toe into like the hot takes yeah, these days. Yeah, you are. Or I the shit takes. I don't really like Bill Burr. That's really surprising. Do you, it is. It is. And you I, know, it's a maybe, very practical reason. For maybe that. you think we're thinking of somebody else. Look no, I'm Bill thinking Burr of Bill Burr. I know who Bill Burr is. I know. I who feel Bill like Burr is. everybody likes Bill Burr. And I, I will tell you this, and this might be me showing my age, Richard. Oh boy, it's the shouting. He's always <laughs> yelling, like all the time. If you watch, if you watch, try to watch F is for Family. Uh, no, I've seen like I've seen all of his stand-ups. I have not seen his TV show. It's just constant yelling all the time. So you're a big Sam Kinison fan? <laughs> no, um, but I think I didn't. I take Sam Kinison in, in the stand-up movie draft. I might have. I got to go back and look. I don't know if you did because Burr. I think Mac took Burr. I was about to take him, but I thought I could wait, and I was obviously wrong. His material is good. It's He's very so, funny. It's just so much fucking shouting. All he'll the time. Ho- oh, he'll holler at you. Yeah, he'll holler at you. He'll holler at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about this, Ryan? We got the trailer and the title for Borat 2. There was one title that came out and ended up not being right. Uh, and it is Borat subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Which is a mouthful. Boy, is that right? October twenty third. So this oh, is gonna so be out glad. on Prime. And I thought to myself, how the hell is he going to shoot another board? Like, how did he do this without yeah. anybody recognizing him? Yeah. And then immediately, the first 10 seconds of the trailer, it's like, I have to get disguises because people know who I am now. 
Correct. And it's like him getting escorted out. Because all of a sudden, the last couple of months, his name was in the news twice. He was at like a three percenter rally and he was yep. somewhere else and people recognized him. And they got up. So because they th- this has been shot pretty recently and he he wants it out before the election. Like, I don't know if it's going to impact it much, but that's why it's coming out on the 23rd. I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful. I think the guy's a genius, but it is tricky to any comedy sequel, let alone one like this that relies on people, you know, being fooled. And do you think they're going to have any of the stuff in there that is not like spontaneous or is not, not scripted? You mean like the Pamela Anderson bit, like that whole thing was scripted. I'm sure there's going to be things that are scripted in there. Yeah, Um, probably. And who plays his daughter in the movie? I feel like that's the, uh, she plays, uh, I feel like it's the, I didn't get a good look at her. But no. it looks like the girl who played Anne in Arrested Development. No, you think it was her? Uh, it looked like her for a second. I mean, obviously she's like got some like shitty makeup on and stuff. Irina I... Nowak. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Sandra Jessica Parker Sanjiev. <laughs> Sagdiev. Sagdiev. <laughs> Let me see who this it's, is. It's called on as for short. It's called Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Yeah, that's probably better. Yeah, but, I don't know who this I mean, is. I'm looking at the cast of the movie right now. Yeah. Mike Pence, Rudy Giuliani. So it's like, fuck, yeah. man. Like, those guys definitely. Uh, so, and the premise of the movie, so I've read, is that Borat is trying to give his daughter to someone in the Trump administration in order to curry favor with Premier Trump. <laughs> so... I mean, that premise alone, like him going, like you said, going to a three percent or going to a Mike Pence rally or something yeah. like that. And a is lot gonna of be it, really goddamn funny. I think a lot of it was obviously filmed within the last six months, so it's also gonna be a lot of uh COVID stuff. Yes, like how, how the, people are how people are dealing with it, whatever. And uh he's wearing his Borat mankini that's made out of a a, a mask. Like in the trailer, when he that scene where he's in like that was it like a log cabin or whatever with like those those guys, like is that legit? You think? I hope so. Yeah, because remember when in the first movie when he was on the bus with those college kids? Yeah, that was a hundred percent legit, and they were all real pissed off about how it turned out. I was telling so my nephew who's fifteen, I was telling him because about this movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited, and he's like, I've never seen the original Borat, so oh, well, sit down. Now, this um, is this is bad. This is me being the cool uncle, but bad parenting. Like I told yeah. him, dude, you got to watch it. You absolutely have to watch it. And he was asking me, no, fifteen, you can watch that. Oh yeah, and I and he thought it was hilarious. He's like, but how yeah. did like how did, they how did do nobody that? how did nobody like punch him in the face? And I was like, well, I know those college kids. Yeah, the. Uh, the comedy guy, the comedy coach, and the driver's ed guy all tried to like sue him. Mm-hmm. And he was basically, and they have him, they have everyone sign these waivers. Yeah. And the fine print is such that um, they think they're being interviewed by somebody else. And then they just, so the whole thing is, you know, they think they're getting legitimately are talking to like an embassy, like an, uh, like an embassy from Kazakhstan. Well, that was like, do you remember? the Ali G show when that yeah. ran and mm-hmm. like the guests, every episode that he would have on was insane. It yeah. was like, yeah, like Pat Buchanan and like all these like big time, Trump, like Donald Trump. So Trump claims that like he sniffed it out 
He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like closer to sniffing it out than some of the other people that just sat there and like thought he was like a real guy. And know? if I remember correctly, Trump got up and he walked out. Yeah, I think he did. He did, but he yeah. was he was in it for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh Billy Mitchell, our guy Billy Mitchell from the King of Kong, apparently was on AEW. That's like the WWE's like rival. Yes. I got to find out more what the deal is with from Rossi and Billy D. I don't know what the hell happened there, like, but apparently why? people were tweeting us. I don't know. They they got a shot of him. So he was there. Speaking of J- our friend Jason Rossi, let's get to the next portion of the program. This is This Week in Horrible Rossi Takes. All right, here we go, Ryan. I haven't made it all the way through the most recent Pop Culture Pile Driver mm-hmm. episode just yet. He, uh, Billy D, and they had a guest on, and they were doing uh, best finishing moves, w, right. w, like wrestling finishing moves. Like They're like a tier system of finishing moves. Great, great idea. Uh, but one thing that did come out of that is that Rossi thinks the people's elbow is crap. It's the most electrifying move in sports entertainment by the most electrifying sports entertainer. <laughs> How can I it be crap? It's a, it's a, um, I never saw it as a finisher. Now, I'm, now this, hang on. So I think the rock bottom is the actual finisher. Yeah. Because he the, always, so it's always, how does he start it? It's always like a, like a spine like, buster. It's a spine buster. Yeah. Into the people's elbow. So like, no, by I, thought, that time, I thought it was, yeah, but I thought, but sometimes you'd rock bottom your ass too. Sometimes rock the bottom elbow. into the people's elbow or it's like a DDT into the people's yeah. elbow. So that it's, so that you're already done. It's just the people's elbow is just kind of like the. So I like that. I like a little I like uh, mustard it on my hot dog, as you know. And that's all it is. So, like, you get the steak and then that's the sizzle. Yes. And it's and all about whole, sizzle with him. And it's the, the way whole he sells it. You're already done. It's not just a fucking elbow drop. It's one thing. If you don't like Hulk Hogan's leg drop, I'm with that you. That sucks. Because it's like, every asshole's sucks. leg drop. It's a stupid yeah. move. It wouldn't hurt. And, and you're like, oh, the same thing with the elbow. Watch some of those people elbows, though. He puts his whole body into that goddamn thing. It is yeah. incredible. He throws his fucking thing into the crowd, his little elbow sleeve, does the woof woof, then throws runs back. Sunglasses sometimes. He's got a great bit of momentum going off the rope, side to side to side to side. Then he stops. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. And then he whole body elbow. That's when a fucking he, dope move. When he started later in The Rock's career, when he stopped, he would slide. Yes. Into it. Like that oh, was the shit. Incredible. But, again, I don't think that the people's elbow is technically because the finisher, it depends on how you define finish. Like I think a finisher is the one that knocks you out. Yes. Which and in, that's today's the rock wrestling, in today's wrestling doesn't exist. It started years and years ago because somebody would kick out and then, like, Oh my God, he kicked out of the finisher. And then, so you're like, there's only one way to go from there. And that is kick out of the finisher five times, which would make me suggest, suggest not a finisher, not a finisher, not a finisher. So that, and that's why, you know, no one ever really, I think that, you know, not, not, I don't say ever, but, um, uh, the Stone Cold Stunner, like that was you're done. Well, that's the Sweet greatest music. of all time. You're done. So the Stone Cold Stunner is the greatest of all time. And I would say, who is it? Scott Hall probably sold that better than anybody. Uh, the Rock also sold the pants off of it. The and Rock I think, would jump into the third row after he exactly. He would like if you if you hit it and jumped and then oh, like landed a- flat on your back. That is the best way to sell a Stone Cold Stunner. Donald Trump you know? uh, did not sell it very well. He just went down. How about the uh, the Bronco Buster? Was that uh, where did that land? Because that stunk. I haven't heard the whole episode yet. All right, the Bronco Buster's not great, and uh, X Pac once tore his asshole doing that. Did he really? He did. He tore his asshole. 
ripped it apart. <laughs> Someone mentioned in the chat the Razor's Edge. I oh, love the Razor's Edge. I love the Razor's Edge because every time I saw it, I'm like, I'm going to watch someone die. <laughs> yeah, that one like, was weird. It's like, it's already like a sweet kind of like, uh, it looks like you're just doing like a, a power bomb, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh no, you're getting them all the way up there. And, like and now you're doing the oh. And you drop him right on like the back of his head, like on his yeah. shoulders. Like that's so dangerous. And you would think too, you're like, Razor Ramon or Scott Hall, huge dude, but there hey, were guys, dude. there were guys bigger than him. And you're mm-hmm. like, that, that's the beauty of the stunner. You could do the stunner to the biggest guy, smallest guy, whatever. It doesn't matter. Some of those moves, you're like, you can't do that. Like Lex Luger had the torture rack. Yeah. You, do that to Yokozuna. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I know he scooped him up kind of, but like, you got to, it just. What was the one you like the uh, drop toe hold? Was that your thing? No, I didn't do the drop toe hold. I like the uh, edge had the downward spiral. The downward spiral. That's where you just basically you fall back and I fall. Yeah, it's like a cool kind of move. It's like the uh, it's like a inverse Russian leg sweep. Yeah, you know, like uh, it's my back, your face, right? Rather than both of us going back. I like that. I like a good frog splash. Somebody can execute a good frog splash. Yeah, Jimmy Superfly Jimmy Snuka. I like that. I like the uh, Macho Man with the elbow, big elbow drop, big elbow, a big mean elbow drop. Um, yeah, there's other ones I like. Well, the uh, RKO by Randy Orton is kind of in the Stone Cold Stunner that's realm. In the, that's a badass one. Because he can deliver it out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. You're sitting here. You're over here not really paying attention. Boom, he's got RKO out of nowhere. Did you see? So on his Instagram, his kids do it to him around the pool now. Awesome. It's great. It's good. Definitely I do great. it to my dog every once in a while. He doesn't know what's coming. He doesn't know what, what, which way is up. Like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that for? I go, I don't know. I don't know where. <laughs> got to be ready. It's got to be ready. All right, so there you go. So maybe that's not the worst take in the world, but I didn't like it. You're, you're besmirching the rock. The way he sells it, it's a good finishing move to me. It is not crap. It's not It's not crap. I'll tell you, it's not. It's definitely not crap. I don't not even crap. watch wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling since like since Ought 3, and I, I can tell you that. I tried getting back bad. into it, and there were some good matches, but then I can't watch it without fans, so I haven't watched it since the whole pandemic started. Yeah, I, the cra- you need a good pop. Yeah, you need a good uh, crowd I'm, all, pop, I'm, yeah. I'm only there for the pop. I love a good yeah. pop. That's it. All right, let's get to uh, your news. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir, what do you have? So we got just a couple things today because I feel like we're on a short week right now. Um, This technically is not, it's video game news, but it's also movie news. Did you see the teaser trailer for the Monster Hunter movie? No, I did not. The Paul Anderson, Mila Jovovich movie. Oh, God. Um, it starts off. So this movie's like, if you played monster hunter, which I have, you've got big swords, you have, um, you know, pretty rudimentary weapons. And here we have soldiers in a Hummer to start the, to start. Uh, I don't know where we're going with this, but it's, it's Mila Jovovich and her husband again. I don't, I don't want it. I don't think they've made a good movie yet. Uh, <laughs> no. but it does have Tony jaw, Tony jaw of the protector. And uh, Ong Bak, if you've ever seen Tony Jaa do martial arts, he's phenomenal. And he's okay. he's uh, he's Thai, so he does like like real Muay Thai. The guy's the shit. Okay. So if you uh, so he's me. in the movie. He I don't think he's in the teaser, but just a good vi- another video game movie coming out that's probably going to do poorly. Yes, for sure. So we have that to look forward to. Mm. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons dropped. Okay. Um, and I, so this is a game that kind of, it's only $40, I believe. I think it's $39.99, which is a, it's strange. Um, but what they're selling this as is it's, it's basically like a four on four or five on five 
X-Wing versus TIE Fighters like multiplayer game. So there is a single player mode and people are talking about how the single player feels a lot like a just a long tutorial to get you to play the multiplayer. Oh, okay. Um, but I kind of want to check it out. Mm. I kind of want to pilot an, an X-Wing and an A-Wing and a Y-Wing and like all these things. And then you have, uh, I think it's, there's four or five different ships for each side. And they oh. all do different things. So like think Overwatch in the sky, in space, and in Star space. Wars. We're going to take it to space. So it is all it is all platforms. Um, I don't really know which one I'm gonna I'm gonna play it on yet, um, but I it's I think it's worth a look for forty bucks. It might be worth a look. Okay, cool. Uh, the other thing, there is a new game coming out. It's a, a Japanese R- RPG, so a JRPG called Genshin Impact. People have been uh, talking up a storm about this game. Um, it's basically a Zelda clone with am- anime characters. It's a mixture of like Zelda and Final Fantasy. Um, the story so far, I've played about an hour of it. It's pretty straightforward, um, but super Japanese in, in in feel and in characterization. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth it. The mechanics are, are good. Like I said, it feels a lot like Zelda, looks okay. a lot like Zelda, but mm-hmm. a little bit more anime. So okay. um, yeah. d- And it's free. So if you guys oh, are into that, hey. it's free. All right. I like that. Um, Nintendo released their new uh, Smash Brothers character, and it is a character from Minecraft who is apparently named Steve. Steve from Steve Minecraft. From Minecraft. Steve. Um, I never got Minecraft. I know why people mm-hmm. like it. I don't know. Best thing about Minecraft was the South Park episode about yeah. Minecraft. <laughs> Fuck you, Randy, you griefer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, that was really good, but I don't. So I had someone explain it to me once. I I think we were in, again, this is one of those, we're in that weird age bracket where we just missed some of these things. Yep. That's for sure. Never we seen an episode that. of SpongeBob SquarePants, but people rave about SpongeBob. Nope, we, we missed Pokemon, that. we just missed. Um, and I feel like Minecraft, we kind of missed too. Yeah. And I had a younger person explain it to me and they're like, it's basically you get all this stuff and you build stuff. So I'm like, all right, so it's basically Legos is what right. you're doing. I do love Legos. And that's what you do. I, yeah. It's very, it's very peaceful to watch people play it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Minecraft's for me. Nah, you can't play everything, Ryan. Oh, uh, we did yeah. get a request to play Friday the Thirteenth sometime this month. We might have to make that. It is a, a great once a year game. It's once it's a, a year. And that's it. <laughs> we get. That's about uh, all I can take. We we got a good group though that was playing it, right? I think Mac and Wes and Shime and we had a few other guys playing it before. We could probably get a good group going. Yeah. Um, our own little private party sure and i'm looking at right now uh just a little uh super mario brothers 35 came out and there's a battle royale mode oh battle royale yeah so basically you're just running mario until the last man standing okay everybody loves a battle royale now i love the battle royale we can do that so it's basically like tetris 99 but yep Oh, and someone brought up, someone told me to, I forget who it was, so forgive me. If you're in here, please please say it was you, and I will give you a shout-out. I forget. I can't look at my Twitter right now. Someone sent me a message on Twitter. So Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, came out. Hmm. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews. And then somebody, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I'm so sorry, I forget let's, who it was. Let's just call him Steve. Let's call him Steve. Steve from Minecraft mm-hmm. said... Um, I just want you to know, like, Crash Bandicoot 4 came out. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Yada, yada, yada. And I just want you to know that at one point early in development, Crash was going to be a wombat. 
A fucking wombat. A fucking wombat. You know so what like, that means? You know what that means? A pile of square poops. Poop, poop and squares. Poop cubes everywhere. So poop cubes everywhere. So I want to thank you for bringing that to my attention. I actually didn't know that. So that's good stuff. So what um, is he? What is he now? What, it's a what bandicoot. Is he? Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Wait, a bandicoot's an animal? A bandicoot is a real thing. Yeah. What kind of? What are they? In the, are they a marsupial? Uh, they are. Let's see. A bandicoots are a group of more than twenty species of small to medium-sized terrestrial marsupial omnivores. Marsupials. Yes, I knew it. And they look like just rats with long noses. Yeah. Hey, did you see? Was it on your Twitter feed? Somebody pointed out it was um, a, a, a shot of a beaver, the animal, uh, yes. sitting there just eating cabbage. Yep. He was just hammering heads of cabbage. It was the greatest <laughs> video ever. He was like so happy to do it. And he has like his little mitts. And he was mm-hmm. just like biting it and just like eating it. And he was like so oh, happy. Was it an otter? Was it otter or a beaver? It was a beaver. Oh, yeah. It was a beaver just, just absolutely going to work on these cabbages. I remember, quick beaver story. And I think you were there. <laughs> I, I think the first person you were there. Oh, I was there. <laughs> if it's uh, a quick beaver story, I was there. And, uh, I actually had a run-in with a beaver. <laughs> this isn't getting any better, is it? Uh, our first, our first month, our first month, we were at our boarding school. I was walking back to our dorm, which was pond adjacent, so it was next. To oh a yeah, pond. yeah, no, I remember that. That was a, a big bastard. A beaver stepped on my foot. <laughs> I was walking past the, and the thing ran and yeah. stepped on my foot, and it was a big. Huge. Wet, nasty bastard, too. <laughs> well, yeah, that big dam right up there. Didn't he have like a big it log did. house? Yeah, yeah, and it actually stepped on my foot, scared the sh- I had headphones on. I remember yeah. what I, I was listening to John Schofield of Go-Go, Jeep on 35. Wow. Fucking beaver step. That's a jazz reference to anyone out there. Yeah. Um, and the fucking beaver that. stepped on my foot. I never heard him coming. <laughs> True story. You never, you never heard him you coming. You never do. You never see him. You never heard him coming. Fucking beavers. All right. Right, are you ready for the topic du jour? Beavers. I'm glad you asked because it's the topic of the day. And today, <laughs> to kick off our hashtag Dorktober content here on the podcast, it is scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, man. It is three collections of short stories. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll notice that Ryan has all three in Holding his hands. Holding my hands. Yep. It is scary stories to tell in the dark. Came out in 1981. More scary stories to tell in the dark written in 1984 and then scary stories three more tales to chill your bones came out in 1991 it's a total of 82 stories there's also a movie that they made a couple of years ago and a documentary about the books Uh, i believe both of those are available on prime right now i think the documentary might also be on tubi if you want to check out my guys over at tubi yeah not to yeah okay Go ahead. But I would say, Ryan, first and foremost, and you sort of alluded to this last week, uh, not everyone a fan of these stories. No, and if, if you've watched the documentary, they do bring up the fact that this is the most banned book of the 80s and 90s mm. in all different public school systems. Because it is aimed towards kids, and it's classified yeah. it's classified as family horror. Family or or classified as like folklore. Like I or a lot folklore. of I remember my library as a kid had it in like the folklore section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my relationship with these books started, and I believe like second or third grade. Wow, um, I would have been 
too scared for this shit when and I was little. I would never check them out of the library. Remember when you were a kid and you would go to elementary school and you'd have library time? Yeah. I knew exactly where they were and I would go find them. And I think I was I was in elementary school when three came out. And I yeah, read 91. these so much. Yeah, yeah. And I read these so much that my the librarian in my school told me the day she got it. Oh, because like there's like, a new but... one. Because <laughs> I would go into every so we'd have yeah. remember every day you'd have the kids, they call them now, they call them specials. Yeah. And so um we'd have music one day and then have art and then have gym and then we'd have library one day. So every week I would go into the library and I would grab one of these books. Um and I would never and she's like, do you want to check it out? You want to take it home? And I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> and we'll get into that later. We'll because get of the it, pictures. Know, because of the because of the illustrations. I, the illustrations I would only read them in a room that was well lit, well lit. with other people around me. I also remember there was uh, audio, I guess it would have been tapes back then, that mm -hmm. somebody did the readings for, and it was pretty haunting. And I remember, I think during around Halloween, I want to say my seventh grade teacher would play some of them during class or like at the end, you know, during uh, like the week of Halloween or whatever, or maybe just the day of Halloween. But yeah. I still remember it like pretty vividly. And, and I think one of the reasons why people have problems with it, because like with a lot of horror stuff, uh, especially when something's kind of implied, you can kind of talk it out on both sides. You're like, well, you know, a, a younger kid could deal with that. But then you're like, eh, I don't know. Cause they kind of skate the line. Like again, they do. a lot of times, just like when movies are being rated, if there's no blood, sex, or like the F word, you can probably get away with it being PG or PG-13, but it doesn't mean it's not super scary. I mean, like, the movie Poltergeist was PG. Poltergeist was PG. Jaws was PG. Now, they didn't have PG-13 back then. Right. But they did have R, and they were able to get them both rated PG. The Conjuring is the first movie, I believe, ever rated R because they just kept coming back to him and saying it's too scary. But really, everything about it should have allowed it to be PG-13. But they pushed it towards the R rating, which, whatever. I think it kind of helps some horror movies in, in that sense. But I'm surprised. Huh. So you have two young daughters. I do. Uh, what age are you already introduced? You, you told me the story last week. You sort of yeah. started to introduce them yeah, a little I bit did. to these. So a little bit. And um, because the great thing about these are the illustrations are scary as shit. And we'll talk about those in a little bit. But <laughs> yes. Um, so we didn't show the girls the pictures, but in every single one, in every single one of these books in these collections, there's always a section of like funny stories or ones that you think are scary and they wind up being funny and they want to be kind of light and stuff like that. So and a lot of them have like, sort of like, just like blah, 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 blah. And then it's over. And like, it kind of ends, it kind of ends abruptly yeah. almost. And yeah. so you're right. I feel like they do try to lighten the mood with some of them. Cause you're like, you're kind of scared shitless of a couple. And then there's one and you're like, Oh, that was almost like, um, like a brother's grim story. Yes. And there was one we read to my older daughter, the one where I, um, it was the, the, the two guys who grew up together playing baseball. Okay. And they were, they kept asking if there was baseball in heaven and the guy comes, he dies and he comes back to his friend and he says, I have good news. I have bad news. And he's like, what's the good news? He says, I, uh, there is baseball in heaven. And he said, all right, what's the bad news? He's like, you're on, you're on the roster tomorrow. You start, you're playing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It was like, and she like, didn't get it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah, then, right. So that, yeah. So she's she's kind of enjoying it. And we're telling there's the one called the Viper. We're like, oh, I'm the Viper. I'm coming. And he's like, I'm going to wash your windows like at the end. And she's yeah. just like a window washer. She yeah. loved that. She thought that was hilarious. Oh, okay. And then my wife doubled down and read her one of the jump scare stories. Mm. Didn't talk to her for the rest of the day. Fucking screamed. 
hated her. Like she's yeah. like, like yell like you it tells you to do it. That. It tells you to yeah. do it in the book. So she scared the shit out of her, and she <laughs> didn't speak to my wife the rest of the day. Well, she's so pissed, so mm. pissed. By the way, I was I was looking at uh, Red Dawn in 1984 was the first movie to have a PG 13 rating. 1980 what four four yeah yeah so Poltergeist came out in 80 I believe 80 or 81 yeah yeah so that makes sense that they didn't have that yet um do you want to do just I I have a list of five of my favorite slash most memorable and then I have a few other ones because we didn't go over this beforehand so you literally could have the same list as I do but there's yep. so many different there's stories so many. That you want to cover mm-hmm. so you just want to like ping pong back and forth sure so you, go ahead give me one all right, so one I thought was pretty good. I have it a little bit lower on my list. Uh, it, it's called The Thing. And yeah. so this is a story where it is two friends that are on a walk, and they see in a field like a weird man-like creature crawling, and then he eventually stands up, and they're like, well, what the fuck is this? And then they're like, well, let's just keep walking. And the thing kind of disappears, but then they notice it again, and then it kind of follows them home. But Nothing really comes of it. A year later, one of the friends gets a terminal illness and is now in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when his other friend comes to visit him, he notices that he looks exactly like the creature that they saw before. Um, so it's one of those just there's been movies like this, too. And a lot of these stories have inspired movies, but it's just one of those fucked up things where like it was the mirror image of what he had seen before. And it was like that guy's dead body kind of seeing him before. He got sick. Yeah. The, the downer. Some there's, of these, there's a lot of them are downers. Some of them are downers, but there's some of these, these these premonition stories where you see something and then there was one um, and it features in the movie. Ah, fuck. It was, it's the, it's one of the scarier illustrations too, um, where this woman keeps having this dream and she's in this room and there's this, it's like a red, like it's a, a red room. And then this pale face, dark eyed woman comes up to her and says like, don't leave now. This is an evil place. And then she comes to the, then she switches hotels and she goes to the, and, and it's that room. And then the girl comes and brings her tea. Like there's those like premonition stories mm-hmm. that are actually super, super scary. Yeah. Um, And one of the, so I'm going to bring it up right now. The, the Wendigo. Wendigo, there is a Wendigo great story. is a great story, and great this is um, it's, and what I love about these stories too is all of them are based on actual folklore and things that yeah. are told in different regions. So one of the selling points to any in to any, any librarian is like, no, these are actual stories that people tell each other. This isn't some shit that this guy made up. Like he right. actually did research he in different parts of the world. Found, yeah, and in the back of every book. There's notes and you can see where the story came from. So there's a little bit of history there, too. So in talking about the Wendigo, I mean, there's a story about this guy who's a hunter who finds um, they they refer to him in this book. Not great. They refer to him as an Indian in this book. But he finds a native, um, a a native uh, Canadian guy who's going to help him hunt. Yeah. And long story short, the Wendigo. They start saying his name. They they say your name on the wind, and you know they're coming to get you. So he runs, and then basically he keeps talking about like how his feet are on fire. Um, what does he say? Like, and basically the the story is the Wendigo drag. They pick you up from the air and drag you on the ground at such a speed that your feet burn off, <laughs> and then they drop, and then they drop you from the sky. 
And that's how Fucking they get you. Classic Wendigo. So that's the story right yeah. here. And then, so the Wendigo was a story that when I first heard the name, and again, it's a Native American folklore mm-hmm. story that, mm-hmm. that they've adapted for this book. So it's good shit. That's a good one. I love uh, The Bride. This is a story. I think it's the shortest one. It's on, it's one page. It's even less than one page. It's the whole story. And they make like a little bit of a reference to it in the movie Ready or Not, but obviously it doesn't play out entirely this way. But in this story uh, titled The Bride, a uh, young bride on her wedding day plays hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Again, odd choice. You're Terrible throwing, idea. Maybe don't play hide and seek. She goes upstairs and hides in an old chest. But as she's getting in, the lid hits her on the head and knocks her unconscious. So now she's stuck in this chest and she's knocked out. And then she ends up being in there. And so the wedding party looks for, looks for, looks for, can't find her. They suspect that maybe she just ran away. She didn't. A year later, somebody goes and opens the trunk and they find her as a skeleton still in her wedding dress inside the trunk. Horrifying. Horrifying. And just that, and that perpetuated as a young person, my fear of being like, I have a fear of drowning. Yes. And being buried alive. I can't watch that scene in Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. It trips me out. I, that's crazy. To me, that's one of the scariest scenes of any movie ever. It gives me like the worst anxiety. And it's the dark when it's like pitch black and all you can hear mm-hmm. is like sand hitting. Oh, my God. So like that, and this one, this one's super crazy to me too because this has no Wendigo. It has no like supernatural creature, and it's also one where for a year, again. So this is one that if you if you read that story to a kid, they'd be like, "Oh my god, crazy!" On to the next thing. But for an adult, you're like, "All right." So her husband, for a full year, thought she ran away. And like thought that like she just took off or something like that's yeah. probably what they suspected it was like oh she got cold feet and bailed and I never saw her again and I don't know why like was it something I did what's going on and then everybody in that house is just like oh wait and a minute is that I'm the just gonna hold this up there's there's the picture I mean like look, look at, at that, that shit. fucking picture so like that's something that stuck out stuck out as a kid so when you're thinking about showing your kids it's like some of these pictures are nuts and like that's the that's the thing. Like you, as a kid, you're flipping through these because you don't read them right away. You're flipping through them, and whatever picture kind of catches yeah. you, you're like, "Oh, I gotta see what that's all." Well, about. so think about remember that scene too in uh, the the Devil All the Time where the the one character who dies that maybe didn't want to die. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. So like it's kind of similar to that where it's like you don't know what the story is. I guess in this one, at least you found her eventually. But right anyway, so I got the bride. Uh, um, that's in my top five. The next one to bring up, uh, the one called the drum, and this one is Ooh. one of the longer. It's one of the longer ones. Um, but as a kid who grew up, and this is kind of fucked up, but being told that if I left my mother's side or my grandmother's side in a store, or I got lost, that the gypsies would come and take me. Hmm. Like that's. That's like an old Irish person thing to do. Like that's yeah. like so like the gypsies are going to come steal yeah. you. So you stay um, by her. Yep. So this story is dealing with two girls, their sisters, and they hear this gypsy girl playing a drum, and they really want the drum. And so the gypsy girl tells her, "You have to be really bad to your mother." 
you have to be bad and they have a newborn baby brother and like the whole thing is them going back and forth back and forth and like no you weren't bad enough that day you weren't bad enough that day and the mother keeps saying if you keep doing this i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna take your baby brother and there's gonna be a woman here with a glass eye and a wooden tail and she's you're gonna be hers forever and i remember thinking as a kid like crazy you're horrified I remember one of the scariest things in my life as a kid, and this is the fucking stupidest thing, but going to Surf Coaster in Laconia, New Hampshire, in Weir's Beach. Love Surf Coaster. And running up running up to a woman. I was, I was, oh. I thought it was my mother and grabbed her leg. Yeah. And it wasn't my mother. Oh, God. Terrifying. And that was yeah. fucking, and so like, terrifying. So that yeah. stuck with me. Yeah, and sure. And so the girls are horrible to their mother. And the mother's crying. She's like, I'm going to take your brother away. Like, they do bad stuff to the brother just to get this drum. And then they, they said, go back to the gypsy girl. Yeah. And then she was like, I was never going to give you the drum anyway. Well, because didn't then, she say there was somebody in the drum? Isn't that part of the story? Where she's no, like, she said, oh, uh, there's like a little man in the inside the drum. No, that was, uh, let me see. Or is that a different story? Because um, they were like, yeah, she was like, you need to be naughty or you need to be mean yeah. to your mom. And then she was like, they would be mean to her. And then she'd come back. She's like, no, you got to be even meaner than that. And you're like, what? So, so the, in the story, I forgot this part too. So they finally talked to the girl. You were, and then she, they go back, and her mother and her, their mother and her brother are gone. Right. And they're like, oh, they're just gonna, they'll be back, they'll be back in a couple days, and they don't come back. Right. And then, and then they go to the gypsy the girl, and then no, then they go to the gypsy girl, like, what the fuck? And she's like, no, I was never gonna give. You. And then they go back, and then there was the, and it says her, her glass eye was glistening, and her wooden tail was thumping on the floor. Like yeah. that's scary shit. As a that's little kid, super that's scary. super scary. Fuck like your parents that. are gonna leave you. Yeah, so be nice to your parents. Be nice to your parents. And, and that, don't and that, fuck around with a drum. It's got to come from like some cautionary tale. I haven't read the notes, but it's got to come yeah. from like one of those stories. Yeah, it know? was. I believe that one was when I was looking some of the stuff up. There's like a really famous story that has like, and, and he made altercations to this, but there it's, it's yeah, that had been written before. Right. Um, I also love, you talk about folklore, but all the urban legends. It's some of like the most famous urban yeah. legends. Some have been made into movies. Some are just stories that everybody tells. There's a bunch of them in here, uh, including the hook, the one where you know you have the couple making out in the car, and then they get the on the radio, which I always love when when news breaks in on the radio, right? Like you're listening to oh, like, yeah, yeah. Lovers Lane music, and then all of a sudden they're like, "This just in: like escaped mental patient uh, has just left the uh, the mental hospital, and he's got a hook for a hand." And like the the guys like trying to have sex with the girl, and the girl's like, "Yeah, we should probably get out of here." And he's like, "No, no, no." And then they finally do get out of there. Then they drive back home, and then when they get back into the car, there's like the hook on the handle on the car door. The, oh, simple, but always. But, always it's, but like the most effective campfire story, yep. ever. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other one, the 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 sister story to that is the high beam story. Love high. That was on my list. Love high beams. And. I am 39 years old. Every time I go in my car mm -hmm. and I hit the thing to unlock the car, I always look in the back seat. It's scary. I yeah. do it every time. If I'm by myself and it's at you. night, it's almost like, and this is embarrassing, when you're in the basement and you like, you're ready at the light at the bottom of the stairs and you hit the light and you run. <laughs> I still do it. I, I don't do blame it. you. I don't blame you at all. The thing with high beams too is... Uh, they they do it in the movie Urban Legend, but it's just great because the buildup and the way the story is is there's a girl driving the car 
and there's a big 18-wheeler behind her, and he keeps flashing the lights. And so the way the setup builds for a while is you assume that that's the lunatic, and mm-hmm. that's the guy that's trying to get you, and that's the guy you should be afraid of. And then you're like, no, he would only click his high beams every time the guy went up to like stab her, yeah. and then he'd high beam her, and then he'd duck back down. Fucking yeah. awesome. Just, oh, it gives you chills. It's an awesome story. And then the other one there... Uh, I'm gonna go. So what are we on four now? We're doing four a piece here. I did. So, so I gotta get to my best, my best the hook, and then I tied with high beam. So I got one other one besides that. So okay, I got one more, and because I, I know you're gonna pick the other one for your last one. Yes. So, and I got a, a couple honorable mentions. Go ahead. So the scariest story to me that I read, and I think the two scariest stories are in three. So if you guys are gonna get one of these books, by the way, I got all these books for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Um, Harold. Yep. Harold, and and this one, um, along yeah. with, and I'll do some honorable mentions too, but along with being one of the scarier stories in in the scary stories book, mm-hmm. um, the fucking picture of oh that of the scarecrow, like this, and the reason I never read these at like sleepovers and shit was because of Harold, because I saw this and was like, nope, we're good, um, and the story, um. It's about these two guys and they make a scarecrow to look like some guy that they hate. And they're fucking awful to the scarecrow. They do terrible things to him. And then the scarecrow comes to life. And at the end of the, not to spoil the story, but at the end, someone's like, Oh, you got to go back. You got to go back. And I'll like, I'll wait for you here. And the guy looks up over the berm and he sees Harold, the scarecrow on the roof of the hut, stretching out the guy's skin to dry in the sun. God. (laughs) <laughs> like oh my god like so what scary. in what world would a 10 year old kid like me yeah. be like that's fine this is so, fine do you when you're reading them to your daughter do you skip some of them oh yeah like yeah, okay. I, I skip of course we do not she does not know about harold yet okay <laughs> um she'll have to find that out on her own yeah um yeah it's well, we read time. this i read this one i mean this one story here it's called basically this oh one? yeah 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 we're like the ghost is like oh there's a ghost in your bed and then the girls the little girl's like get away from me and the ghost goes and that's the end of the story yeah yeah she loved but, that but so like some of those are good you don't need to know about harold just yet save it save it on harold save that yeah so the one that i that is like the most memorable to me and i think you're you won't be surprised another urban legend another one that they made a movie of several movies uh like the when a stranger calls this is called simply the babysitter yeah, and it's the babysitter, babysitting the kid, watching TV. They're getting the calls, getting the calls, check the children, check the children, and all that shit. And then you call the cops, which back then, I don't know if they would trace the call so quickly, but regardless, just play along. Calls yeah. coming from inside the house, then they hear the door upstairs. That's just fucking scary. It's simple, That's but it's scary. scary. Yep. Super scary. Where the And think of like being, and a lot of this is just like with kids just being alone and yeah. the fear of being by yourself, like mm-hmm. in the dark. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what it's playing off of, but that's one of those famous, urban super legends. famous. Yeah. I le- the urban legend ones are, I, I, uh, I like a lot. And speaking of urban legends. So the other one I would mention too, um, which I thought you were going to mention is the oh. red spot. Oh, right. Oh yeah. Red spot. So that- the red spot is the story of the girl who thinks she has like, she got bit or like she has a pimple on her face and people are like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It'll get infected. Don't touch it. And it turns out that it's a spider had laid eggs in her face and it exploded and little spiders like started crawling all over her face. I mean, fuck. (laughs) And again, I'm looking at the illustration right now and it's just shit yourself scary. Now it is. I, um, 
oh the 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 dream is the this this one with Oof. the where they they had the dream of the room and the ladies said don't be here it's an evil place and so I will touch upon this quickly because I actually did just watch it. Um, I did watch the movie, Scary oh. Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, good. How um, was it? The, the, it, not, it was okay. I, mm. I Again, it's one of those movies that kind of skirts like the, who is this for? Oh, yeah. Because it's not scary enough to be like, like, a, legit a, like, a, like a proper horror movie. But yeah. there are moments where you're like, this is way too, like you have, think of like you have Goosebumps, which is like mm-hmm. little kids can watch Goosebumps, right? You have Coraline, which is like scary-ish. By the way, I fucking forgot to put that on my 50. That should have been on my 50. But oh, anyway, okay. yeah. Um, honorable mention. Um, but that's like scary. It's like a little kid scary. Sure. Yeah. Know, where your parents aren't who you think they are. And all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, Yo, you're there? just gonna say so. Like, there's like, wh- where's this middle ground? Like, it's it's not right. So the movie scary itself for horror like, fans, but it's not for kids either. But there are moments in this movie that are like fucking scary, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, like we don't need that, you know. So like some jump scares and things like that, and the uh, the jangly man, the Mitai Doti Walker guy in that movie, fucking scary. Oh yeah, super yeah. scary. So and Harold, by the way, um, oh Her- yeah, Harold kills the kid with a pitchfork in like the first like ten minutes of the movie. So yikes buddy. but the the movie the idea like the script the plot of the movie itself is kind of stupid gotcha but, yeah a couple other ones that i thought were cool there was the uh the room for one more one um remember where he's that, like going the guy walking the limo, down the street yeah or like the guy driving the hearse and then yeah. he goes into like the elevator and then they go in there and you find out they're going down to hell like there's room for one more now uh also the th- now this is one where you can kind of ignore for like a kid just how scary this one probably is and how like adult themed it is the it's called just delicious where a woman who's like afraid of her husband so like right there again that is on that level like such a real life thing but if it if you just kind of read it quickly to the kid they probably won't pick up on like what that really means and like why she's so afraid of her husband like what anyway so she always has to make a meal for him, always makes a meal. When he comes home, he always has a meal ready to go. And one day she bought liver, but the liver looked so good after she cooked it that she ate it. And so she had to go get him something. So she obviously went next door to the funeral home and there was an open casket and she took out a human liver, mm-hmm. brought that home, fed it to her husband. And he loved, he it. loved it. He loved it. That night, a fucking ghoul shows up and is like, who ate my liver? And she points to her husband. <laughs> and then, then I think it ended like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one that was uh, would be my honor mentor was The Curse. And this is a story um, dealing with fraternity brothers. Um, oh, and they go yeah. into like this haunted house and it's like this initiation, like hazing thing. And there's like the description of like these um, horrible story, like horrible sounds and like shit happening, like blood on the floor. And every year, one of them goes crazy or dies. Fucked. Up. So, and this, you know, obviously, again, we keep going to the illustration, but no, they're nuts. The illustrations are 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 more than half of it, I think. And the fact that these two guys, so Alvin Schwartz and like Stephen Gam, like Stephen Gamble, like never talked about this. Like he was like he doesn't do a lot of interview. He didn't. I think both of them. I think both of them are dead. Um, oh, okay. But. Uh, I know Stephen Gamble might still be alive, but he doesn't talk about these books really. Alan Schwartz died like 
after writing the third one, pretty much. Yeah. You so died a long time ago. But they were talking about how they didn't really they would talk on the phone, but they never really met. And so oh, interesting. Stephen Gamble's illustrations were basically he read the stories and that's what came out. So he didn't wow. want and he would talk about how he didn't want any input from the author. He didn't he wanted to see and then if they had to make changes, they would, but he and I guess they just kind of let him do his thing. Yeah. And part of the reason that these books were so like banned was because of the illustrations, is because kids were getting scared. Not so much <laughs> as the words. Because yeah. you said some of these, some of these are funny, but right. the accompanying pictures. But then you have like things. the scariest goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean, just look at the cut, co- look at the cover of that book. Like you saw that as a kid, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what this is. I don't want to wait. This is doesn't show. Like, Right, you. This is for kids. And you're like, yeah, go ahead, have like, at yeah. it. Yeah, have at this it. This is a collected thing. Reading level four or five, fourth and fifth grade kids. This is who this is for. I, I was know, an man. advanced reader, so they they let me read these. I things. know I'm sleeping with the light on tonight. I know that much. I know, I know guided reading level P. Like this is, yeah. But yeah, cool. I mean, these are all collected folklores. These are all things that exist in the yeah. world. Crazy. So great shit, man. If you great want shit. kids to read, there you go. Yeah, check it Scare out. Scare the shit out of them. So let us know what your favorite stories were. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at dorkpodcast what your favorite scary stories to tell in the dark were. Uh, Ryan, let's get to the old pick of the pod. Let's do it. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I will uh, receive Okay. this week. I have two picks. Um, one of them is again i'll make i was didn't want to talk too much about it while we were doing this but uh it's called it's just called scary stories the stories uh the stories of the books that frightened a generation and it's the kind of the back it's on prime video right now it's free to watch um and it's just about how these books were written how they were received and just kind of the legacy that these books have for people of our age like what these books mean to us because um yeah, these a lot of they're banned. I don't think you can really find you can buy them, but I don't think you can find them in in like a elementary school library anymore. Right, right. Oh, interesting. You know, so yeah. I don't think there's readily available. But now I have all three that my children will read and probably love. Yeah, I'll check out. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the documentary yet. I'll definitely check that out. Um, and th- but it's cool because they have all these artists that um try to recreate like Stephen Gamble's stuff and they can't. No, and they and they don't want to. But one girl has a really cool tattoo sleeve of his stuff. Of all of, of all, uh, it's pretty, Ooh, fuck, it's pretty fucking awesome. That's really yeah. scary, though. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your other thing? Uh, the other thing is, I I finally watched on, and again on Prime too. I have it just queued up right in front of me. I finally watched Honey Boy. Um, so it's is that Shia LaBeouf? It's Shia, Shia LaBeouf wrote it, and I think directed it. Okay. Um, and it's basically the story of his life. Um, told by him and he his relationship his dad, right? with it. he plays his dad but it's right. about his relationship with his father and you can tell so it's the kid in uh if you've seen manchester by the sea yeah um the kid in that movie yep plays older shia labeouf and you can oh. see like there was there was and the he's the story's told mostly with him in rehab okay um and there's flashbacks to him being a little kid and the little kid who plays uh his name's otis lort <laughs> in the movie but it's it's clearly shia labeouf yep um and it's actually very very well acted so if you guys are like a good movie so check out honey boy on amazon prime 
Here's a show, Ryan, on Netflix that I missed last year for some reason, and it felt like it would be one that I would want to watch, but the way it was sort of presented to me, I forget if it was just the the plot of it or the way that uh, maybe the trailer that I saw, I, I didn't watch it right away. And the show's called Unbelievable, and it uh, the quick synopsis is, after a young woman is accused of lying about a rape, oh, yeah. two female detectives investigate a spate of eerily similar attacks inspired by true events so it's super it's dark it's heavy it's Mm -hmm. it's as serious issues you can get talk about but it was something about it was like uh like a documentary but acted out for some reason that's how what it was in my mind i'm like well wouldn't you just want to see the documentary of it right but it's it's really just it's based on true events it's unbelievably uh well done and tony collette who i love shows up towards the end of the second episode and then is like a major character the rest of the way is awesome like her character is such a badass she's a detective it's so good the girl who is like accused of lying about the rape like you'll you'll if you watch it you'll i, I don't want to spoil and she's the one she's in a uh, book smart so right? she's, she's in, in book smart yeah and as i was watching it and especially in this role she would be perfect for a last of us movie she could be ellie like no problem. Like I know Ellie looks just like Ellen Page, but this girl could play Ellie. No, that's a good call. She'd be really good at it. That's a really good call. And especially like in this, I haven't seen Booksmart, but like I know what it's. A, I've seen like the trailer and stuff. That's obviously a comedy. This is like she, she does some acting in this, like big She's time. Acting. She does but some it's, acting. It's eight episodes, and it's like some of them are forty-five minutes, some are fifty-five minutes. I am. I still have an episode to go. So. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's been so good to this point that like I'd, I'd be shocked if it wouldn't be my pick of the pod. So check out that if you get a chance uh, right. next week. Oh, by the way, Hubie Halloween comes out this week. So I don't know if we'll have time to do a dork short at some point on Hubie Halloween. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Trust me, by the end of the month. You know you're going to fucking make me do that. Yes. Well, the people want it. Next week, <laughs> meanwhile, we're going to take a little hashtag dorktober breather because the boys season two comes to an end. The seventh episode just came out this past Friday. The finale comes out this Friday, Been a great season. We talked about the first three uh, episodes a few weeks back. You can check that episode out in the archives, but we will recap the entire season two coming up next week, probably back on the Monday schedule next Monday. Can't wait. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dork podcast. Uh, Davey, twitches occasionally very busy man but we're getting there we're getting there soon man once school goes good. back remote we'll be we'll be back but um, it's all good Twitch i did forget slash yes i did forget to mention at the top of the um the video game minute that as always the video game minute sponsored by wild bill soda go go to wild bill soda right now they have some really cool things right now some cool pins and stuff if you guys pins. are into that stuff pins uh, like uh merch 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 go use the promo code ron von d get yourself some 10 percent off so um, make sure you guys do that. Check them out. They've been really good to us. They sent me an entire case, by the way. I just had one as we were recording. Oh, Gingy. A whole case of ginger ale just oh, for you your boy. Living the high life, my friend. Living the high life. I got my gold coin. I got my free soda. We're <sighs> living Things the high life, up. baby. Things yeah. are looking up. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We stream normally on Monday nights. Uh, obviously not this Monday, but uh, most Monday nights around 845. You can go to YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. Subscribe to that. Then you get alerts when we go live. And uh, if you happen to be on Facebook still, you go to uh, hashtag dork shared Gooniverse 
There's a, a page there on Facebook. You can find out what we're doing. Mac and Goo, Pop Culture Pile Driver, Change My Mind Pod, The Furlough Friends, Shime Time, Backcracker, and Davey all on Twitch. So it's a, it's a pretty happening place over there. So check all that stuff out. All right, thanks for listening to this week. And Ryan, what do they say about Wombats? That, that at one point, uh, Crash Bandicoot was going to be one of them. And, and they shit squares. Right. <laughs>